This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, welcome. It is Thursday, 17 November in the year of our Lord, 2022, and there is a lot going on today. There's a live press conference right now with the Oversight and Judiciary Committee on Capitol Hill. We have Natalie Winters and the rest of our staff, some of our biggest producers here watching that. We're going to do clips on it in a second. We've got a lot of breaking news on the Trump campaign. We're going to get to all that. Uh, also on um, the vaccines, vaccine mandates, uh, the impact of uh, the vaccines. People saw the show last night. Ed Dell's analytics, a lot going on there. Plus, we're going to go back to Arizona. A lot of developments in the uh, stopping the certification process out in Arizona. So a lot to get to. First, I want to play. Can we play the introduction uh, for our, our first guest? Can we go here? We've got a great clip here. I want to play this and then introduce one of the uh, most important rising governors in this nation. Let's play the clip first. Get back on that horse and ride. It's what my father taught me since I was a little girl. His sweat built our ranch, and his love held our family together. But it all came crashing down when Dad died in a tragic accident. I lost my hero, and we nearly lost our livelihood. Through grit and God's grace, we kept going, and our ranch was saved. Over the last two years, South Dakotans faced dark days. But as Dad always said, we don't complain about things. We fix them. And we did. I held the reins and refused to let fear steal our freedom. And today, we've hit our stride. South Dakota has the best economy in the nation. We're number one in tourism, and more families are choosing to make our state home than ever before. Here, freedom runs free. So saddle up. We're just getting started. Governor Christy Noem. Through uh, grit and God's grace, it is Governor Christy Nome of South Dakota uh, joining us by phone. Uh, Governor Nome, thank you very much. A couple of things. I've wanted to have you back on here for a while about the food security, which you're uh, a mm-hmm. leader in. And I think this is going to become an increasingly big topic in 2023. But at the RGA yesterday, I want to have you on because I think there's some confusion out there on you've made some observations about what happened on Tuesday. And Uh one of the observations you made is, I think, about the RNC and about accountability and institutionally going forward. Could could you could you put a little flesh on the bones for that for our audience, ma'am? I said we're all responsible. You know, we we all failed in this election by not talking and telling our stories. That what we did is what conservatives believed, and it worked. You know, we we got lazy and naive and started just bashing Joe Biden on his policies, which suck. Absolutely. They're the worst in the country. And, and, uh, you know, he's embracing socialism faster than we can blink our eyes, but we have to talk about how what Republicans did across this country actually benefited the people that live where we live, that we did conservative things and we don't have to just talk about it anymore. We know 
that the benefits that come, that really what we did in South Dakota created the American dream for people, and they're happy, and they're thriving despite what Joe Biden is doing. And that's really the message that that should have been told in every single state to all these voters that were making tough decisions on leadership. So how does that how does that roll through to these issues? Uh, I think that you had with the with the RNC. Well, the RNC. I mean, who loses this much and gets to keep their jobs, Steve? I mean, we just need to recognize that last cycle we lost the White House, the House, and the Senate. Now we underperformed this session as well. This cycle, you know, I I just I've been in business my whole life. I've you know, farming, ranching, running, hunting lodges, restaurants, businesses. It's just you have to reevaluate all the time and look inward and see, you know, who's on the team and who's leading the team and pointing the right direction. If you're not getting the results that you want, then you have to change it up. You have to be looking at what you can do to make sure that you are going to win. I'm tired of watching Republicans lose across the country. I've run 10, 11 races now, never lost one. I haven't lost. Um, I'm not going to. And uh, But I think that we... Literally, we have to have other Republicans make up their minds that they're tired of losing. They want to win and make sure they put a team in place that really knows how to get the job done. So you overperformed in, 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 in this cycle. Walk us through how you did that. I worked worked hard and talked to people, was with my people, told our story. You know, the interesting thing in South Dakota is we never locked down. We were the only state that never once had a mandate, never locked down. So people didn't necessarily know how miserable it was in Michigan because they hadn't been there. They didn't know how miserable it was in California. So we talked a lot about how we were thriving, how well we were doing, but also reminded them that it was very different, you know, not that far away. And and it was all because of, of leadership and what we were able to do as a state. We, we're growing at 10 times the national average, Steve, and I think that's what is so incredible to me is that I don't have beaches to recruit people to. I got January coming up. I don't have Arizona's January or Nevada's. <laughs> uh, you know, when you, you want to live in South Dakota, you have to want to. <laughs> and and the pe- reason that people are moving to South Dakota at, at 10 times the national average and growing so fast is because we're free. We are literally the beacon of freedom that they will come and live in this beautiful state in the middle of the yeah. country. Because it's the one place that gives them hope. And I think that's really, really remarkable. We're not Florida, which it's pretty easy to talk people into moving to Florida. It, you know, for years and years, it's not been that easy to move people to South Dakota. Um, but now it is. Okay, I want to say shots fired here on War Room. No. I, I, I want you to go back and say, I think I, I, I think, no, no. I think I heard something a second ago. And far be it for me to say, there's revisionist history going on, but talk to me, go back and talk to me about mandates and shutting down States, et cetera. And about your record in South Dakota. Can you just hit rewind on that and, and hit it again? Cause I do think it's getting a little fuzzy now as we're, we're about to enter 2023 about exactly what history, uh, what history reveals about that time, ma'am. Well, no, I would just say that Republicans and Democrats need to tell the truth and because voters remember Voters remember when they couldn't go, you know, to their kids' basketball game in Nevada. They remember when they couldn't go out to eat in, you know, California. They remember when they couldn't go on spring break at their beach in Florida. They remember that. So don't 
I think that when people are talking, even whether they're Republicans or Democrats, just be truthful about what happened in the past because, you know, they will get reminded and, and the people will remind them. Uh, and to, to try to rewrite that history just creates a dishonest and distrust in government again that's going to come back and undermine the ability of them to get anything accomplished or even be able to lead again. So people still in this country want to be able to trust their leaders. Um, they the reason that inflation is such an issue, Joe Biden's such a mess, but also why the Republicans didn't win overwhelmingly is people don't necessarily know they can trust one or the other. This election was all about who's worst. And, and really, we should be talking about what makes us the best, what makes Republicans the best leaders, the conservatives that really do make sure that we're every day getting up, going after and giving them opportunities. Um. <clears throat> Your theory of campaigning is to get out there and, 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 and get your message out, meet with the people, make sure you're a voice in, in communication, not just with your base, but independents and, and potentially like-minded Democrats. There's some confusion, I think, coming out of the RJ also with the, the beloved New York Times, right, about some comments you made. It, it, can, you, can you refine that or make sure our audience understands there are some comments they're attributing to you about President Trump? Can you just clarify those? Well, for heaven's sake, they, you know, the New York Times are liars. And so that what they printed is not what I said. What I said is that every single one of us as Republicans needs to be messengers. It's all of our jobs. You know, President Trump is the only one running for president, the only one who's been president. He's obviously the leader of our party right now, and it's, he has a responsibility, but we all do too. I think that's what we need to recognize is we should not put all the weight of messaging what is great about America on one person, that it's every one of our jobs and that we should get up every day with that responsibility on our shoulder. If he was to ask you what it's given your success as a governor and given your success, obviously as a politician, what do you think right now as we enter 2023, which looks like it could be a horrific year economically and in capital markets, what would be the message? What would you tell president Trump? Hey, I think this is what the American people need to hear. What would that be? Governor? No. Oh, they need to hear that we're still fighting for them and that we are going to fix it and point to what our actions have been in the past. You know, in South Dakota, despite all of our challenges that every other state faced, we're number one in kids performing in the classroom. We're, you know, number strongest economy. Uh, we've got less than 700 people in the whole state on unemployment. We've had more economic development in our state the last year than we have in the previous 10. Um, we've got, um, you know, business development growth and people moving in. Um, we're also, I think, the second happiest state in the country. Um, you know, it's just amazing to me how we're knocking it out of the park in everything, visitation and spending and have historic revenues and incomes are going up in South Dakota faster than anywhere else. Um, and so it's not just what you know, we say we're going to do, we've done it, point to the results and show that can happen for every single family in this country. And, and, but they have to know that you're going to continue to be out there defending them from Joe Biden and his policies. Cause he's not just using his spokesman's piece, his legislative agenda. He's using his regulations, his administrative rules. He's using the courts. Um, you can't just fight off on, on one defense. You you have to have somebody that can recognize he's coming at us from all directions. One of the things our, our audience is concerned about is the economic condition. We had Ed Dowd, a very sophisticated guy, give a fairly bleak analysis last night of, of a major recession that could hit 
uh, as early as the end of the first quarter of next year. This issue of food security, one of the things you've been talking about a lot. Walk me through the, your your focus in 2023 on that topic. Well, I've been talking about food security for about 20 years now, um, just because I recognize that when another country controls our food, that that's when they control us. And I've watched as China and other countries have bought up our food supply chain, our fertilizer companies, our chemical companies, our processing facilities. Uh, they've continued to buy this country's debt. Um, and we have seen some of our policies incentivize consolidation, uh, not enforcing our antitrust laws, which allows other folks to come in and manipulate markets that drive small farmers and ranchers out of business. All of that makes it more difficult to have a competitive food industry that ensures that we have more than one person growing our food and that we process it here at home and get it in the grocery store shelves. And so that is that is a big concern to me. We even see liberals through our trade agreements. I worked on trade agreements when I was in Congress to get fair, um, you know, agreements that allowed us access to other people's markets. And then we would watch other countries manipulate their rules against us and block the fairness and competitiveness that we that we needed to have to ensure that we had the products and control over our own food supply. So it is going to be an incredible issue because not only that, you see Joe Biden crunching down on our transportation system. You know, you hear bills coming through Congress that say that all of our truck drivers in this country can't be independent contractors anymore. Well, how do you think everything gets to your grocery store? You know, the vast majority of our truck drivers are independent contractors, and they're trying to consolidate their efforts under big companies that they can control through unions. And, you know, it's a, it's a challenge, and it's going to be critical if we think a pandemic was scary. Wait until they completely control the food that we can get for our children and put on the table. And that's really what people need to wake up to and realize that we have to start protecting that, the affordability um, and the availability of our food supply right here in middle America, right where we grow it. Congress, uh, Governor Nome, uh, how do people get to you on social media? How do they uh, find out more about you? Uh, just go to christynome.com. Um, I think even Facebook, Christy Nome, Instagram, Christy Nome, it's not too hard. Don't Google me, though, Steve. Sometimes I don't like to read that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That means you're fighting the good fight through grit and God's grace. Governor Christy Christy Nome of South Dakota, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a great day. Short commercial break. Well, thank you, ma'am. We'll be back in a moment. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit 
on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Mr. Trump. One of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie O'Donnell. No, it wasn't. Your Twitter account... Thank you. For the record, it was well beyond Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I'm sure it was. Your Twitter account has several disparaging comments about women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women? I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct. I've been... I've been challenged by so many people, and I don't frankly have time for total political correctness. And to be honest with you, this country doesn't have time either. This country is in big trouble. We don't win anymore. We lose to China. We lose to Mexico, both in trade and at the border. We lose to everybody. And frankly, what I say, and oftentimes it's fun, it's kidding, we have a good time. What I say is what I say. And honestly, Megan, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me, but I wouldn't do that. But you know what? We, we need strength. We need energy. We need quickness. And we need brain in this country to turn it around. That I can tell you right now. Strength, energy, quickness, and brains. That was Donald J. Trump in August of 2015. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that's hard to do on your feet, when the opening salvo in the first debate in a Republican primary is a full shot right into the, right to the mouth from Fox News, and that is coming from Roger Ailes and Rupert Murdoch. That, I talk about vessels and instruments. Megan Kelly is just an instrument there. That written line for line by Roger Ailes and uh, and Rupert Murdoch to try to chop block Trump in the very opening seconds, the very opening seconds of the uh, 2016 primary. That was August 2015. Boris Epstein, you remember that as we all do. Uh, and uh, by the way, wh- what do you say? What are you talking about? You go to my Twitter account and my Facebook over the last 10 years doing what the left does. And here we got to talk about the nation is in a managed to climb by the elites of which Hillary Clinton represents. And we're going to talk about this crap. Boris Epstein. Steve, honor be with you. Honor be with the posse. The, President Trump has declared an insurgent campaign, an upstart campaign. It's an uprising against the elites, against the establishment. And yes, we are right back at 2015 and 2016. But you know what? 
it's actually even more dire and necessary to get President Trump back in office because we have seen just how awful, just how awful the Democrat woke leadership, but also the establishment, both of them, how awful they are for the United States of America. Yes, yeah, Steve, what you heard there from President Trump is a necessity in 2015 to win our country back. Now we've got to get our country back because we've got no borders. We've got weaponized law enforcement. We've got runaway inflation. This country is absolutely falling apart. And as we talked about yesterday, that stark contrast between the shining city on the hill, between the strength, the, you know, the absolute exemplary state of our country under President Trump and the pathetic state now could not be more clear and make it more obvious that the only option is to put President Donald J. Trump back in the Oval Office. And by the way, that Megyn Kelly in 2015, she was asking those tough questions. And let's be honest, throw, you know, throwing a, a lot at President Trump and trying to bring him down as Fox News was back then. And they're trying to again. But now... Megyn Kelly is saying that nobody could beat Donald Trump in the primary. So that is that is what happens. Those who come against President Trump, they, in the end, see the light of day. And the light of day and the obvious response, the obvious result is to put President Trump right back where he belongs to where we need him in the Oval Office. When you talk about an insurgent campaign, I mean, this is like 2015, 2016 again, but the, the country's dire. But this time... On our side of the football, the last time the Bush or, you know, the Bush, the Fox News, uh, the Never Trumpers, the National Review, that whole crowd was not organized here. And I keep telling people, don't don't worry about the vessels and don't worry about, uh, you know, things are going to go back and forth and, and, and be said. It's it's the money and the power you look at. You now have these hedge fund uh, mandarins with the tech oligarchs and the, and the media oligarchs that have come together. Right. And kind of the big pharma oligarchs, too. But they've come together and it's the money, the money, the money is talking and the money saying it's not just Trump. They know Trump leads a populist movement. They want to destroy this populist movement. And the way they destroy the populist movement, first thing they got to do is take out Donald Trump. They have to destroy his candidacy. Is that the essence of what this this is all going to come down to Trump? Versus the money is that is that essentially what this uh, primary is going to uh, going to be about, sir? It's President Trump versus the globalists. It's President Trump versus those who serve the Chinese Communist Party, who are beholden to the Chinese Communist Party. Yes, it's President Donald J. Trump against the big hedge funds, against the billionaires, the other everybody else thinking of running for president or talking about playing little games. They are beholden to the billionaires. President Donald J. Trump, a blue-collar billionaire, is beholden only to the American people. He's the voice of the American people. He's fighting for the American people. He stands for the American people. Yeah, every day. I mean, they've had and, and good guy, Ronald Lauder, Steve Schwartz, all these guys saying, hey, I'm not in uh, one billionaire after the next. Is that the media and the New York Post particularly thinks that's like a, a positive thing for their side? Because the New York Post is still one of the best papers in the country, but obviously because Murdoch owns it, it's virulently anti-Trump now. And they've said that. They're, they're open about that. They, every day they have another billionaire that's punching out and they promote that like it's, like it's a, a negative against Trump. Is that a neg, in your mind, is that a negative? No, absolutely not. It's the opposite. It is a positive. 
the fact that his post owned by Murdoch is going to attack President Trump. The fact that look beyond Fox News and others, and of course the mainstream media attacking President Trump, they're using the Ken Griffins and the Steve Schwartzman, the, again, the globalists, against the those who play, play the games on the stock market, those who will do anything, anything to sell America down the river. There's a fact that they're against President Trump is what makes us the insurgent, successful, strong campaign. It's an American campaign, a campaign for the American people. And if you know what, the more of these globalists come out against the president, the better it is. And if, they, if, if the New York Post and others want to publicize it day in, day, day in, day out, great. Go ahead and do that. Because it only makes President Trump more popular and it makes it more clear that he stands for American manufacturing, the American middle class, and stands for a system that is straightforward, that is direct, that is honest. Not the rigged system we have in this country now economically with weaponized law enforcement and politically stolen elections all across the country, including in Arizona, where Terry Lake's election was stolen from her by not just Democrats, but the establishment swamp Republicans, Richer and Gates in Maricopa County. Uh by the way, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of all the Maricopa County here later. GOP, New York Times, GOP takes, uh, takes the House with a slim, uh, majority. There's a press conference on right now that we're monitoring, uh, between oversight and judiciary. Uh, give me your thoughts of, uh, your advice to the, uh, to House leadership, regardless who it is, but what it should, what, what should it do during the lame duck and what should it do when it actually takes power on January 3rd, sir? Absolute full-spectrum domination, offense, offense, offense. Call for investigations. Start the investigations. Now investigate Hunter Biden. Investigate the weaponization of law enforcement. Investigate FTX. Investigate, 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 and then prosecute. Okay? That is what we've got to do. We've got to be all offense all the time. Republican leadership cannot act like the same old uniparty. They've got to act like the insurgency that is the President Donald J. Trump campaign that has got to be reflected in the Republican leadership in the House now that we have control. And it's got to start now during the lame duck. Do not give an inch. Fight, fight, fight. Politico's reporting, uh, Boris, something that you and I have talked on the show many times that the Biden may not have a shot uh, to get uh, to get uh, the, the uh, debt ceiling lifted. They may just kick that into the next year, which is a massive victory. The uh, the other issue is Ukraine. You got the Zelensky situation about Poland. They're talking about another forty seven or fifty billion dollars. What are your thoughts about what the republic what the Republicans have to do in this Ukraine money situation? Got to be smart. Now, what's going on with, with you know the Poland and the missile and the uh, Zelensky? Uh, seemingly, seemingly going over skis right away and trying to start uh, a major international conflict. That war will start in World War Three. Seems to be a problem. Now, again, a lot of information is still coming out. But, hey, here's what I will tell you. Just being in Florida where I am now, and, yes, the parts that I am an honor to be that are so beautiful, you go just a couple of miles inland, and let me tell you, we that money is needed in America. It's needed in Florida. It's needed in Ohio. It's needed in Camden, New Jersey, Newark, Washington, D.C., Arizona. We need money here. And by the way, newsflash to Joe Biden and to the globalists of both parties, we're broke. We are broke. So do not, do not be sending money overseas when money's needed here in America, when, when we've got to save our country here in the United States. Of course, we've got to be smart. We've got to make sure that we have 
full, we have full spectrum dominance around the world where we have to be, but we've got to be strategic and we can't just be giving handouts everywhere. Okay, Boris, real quickly, your social media. People need to follow you. So where do they go? Absolutely. It's an exciting time. BorisVP.com is hot on the website, BorisVP. Hot on Getter at BorisVP. Hot on Twitter at, Bo- at BorisVP. True Social at Boris. The hottest on the ground, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless our offense, and I'll talk to you later. Back in a moment. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Unique opportunity to destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution. And we had great wins at school boards. We had great wins in the House. Uh, we didn't quite do the Senate. We, a bunch of the governorships didn't come to fruition. We're still fighting out in Arizona and some other places. But the wins were significant. Nancy Pelosi got fired. She's going to give her, her thoughts on what she's going to do in the future uh, here. And we're going to have in a second when my staff tells me that we're ready, my producers in Denver and uh, here tell me we're ready. Uh, Comer, who's head of... Uh, the uh, oversight committee with Jordan, who's the uh, head chairman, will be chairman of the um, judiciary. And that's if current, you know, the current structure stays. You, you never know. The, this controversy, we had Matt Rosendale on here from Montana last night, and he's one of the ones coming forward and said, hey, I voted against McCarthy. And, you know, there's 31 votes that were there. And he says there's, I don't know, a dozen that are hard no. So how, who knows how that's going to play out? Obviously very important. But here's the thing. This press conference this morning, it was supposed to happen Monday, but they moved it for reasons of leadership and the uncertain nature of still the, the, um, uh, uh, the, uh, did we win or not? But now we know we have the majority. It could be up to 221, maybe 222. Some people saying even 223, but I think 221, 222 may be the number. Um, it's going to be a new day. And obviously the, 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 the Republicans will be held accountable for what they do. People should also understand is that this puts not just the Freedom Caucus, but the more Trump elements in the House in 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 a uh, in a better position of power. That's just the reality right now. And so um, you're going to see, I think, a lot of things that you have demanded and wanted. I want to make sure everybody understands because of this audience, because of you, this this thing with the debt ceiling is huge and it's not done yet. It's a long way from done, but they've already indicated 
They don't think they can do it. And you know why they can't do it? <laughs> because of red state Democrats. They don't think Tester and Manchin understand they're going to have brutal fights because the 2024 cycle is a terrible cycle for the, uh, for the Democrats in the Senate. And so they think that these Senate Democrats are the ones that are saying, Hey, we can't, we can't do that vote. Uh, we can't do that vote right now. We're going to need more air cover on that vote. The debt ceiling is your key piece of leverage here. There's a fantastic piece. Uh, I don't know if I've put it up yet or not. I think I have, or I tried to from uh, Dr. Uh, Roberts over at Heritage, new president of Heritage. We've had him on the show a couple of times. He's written an incredible piece about the debt ceiling and also tied to, to, to spending. The spending is going to be absolutely essential. We've got to get our hands around it. You can't, what they're up there doing now, the two things they're trying to put through. One is the Defense Authorization Act. And the Defense Authorization Act is going to be roughly a trillion dollars. I know, no, no, Steve, you're wrong. It's $842 billion. But when you count all the other things they've hidden in other parts of the budget, it's a trillion dollar defense budget. But most importantly, the reason they're trying to push it through before the end of the year is because it's got all the woke stuff in the military. And Captain Bannon and all the people that we have that follow that uh, every day can tell you this woke stuff in the military is killing the military. It's the reason we have, it's the reason we have such a little, uh, such a little, um, um, it, the recruitment's such a problem. The recruitment's a huge problem. It's not because kids are obese and playing video games. The problem is that the parents and the young men and women don't want to go into a woke military. The, the defense authorization is filled with that. And that's one of the things we have to stop, kick it into the next year, let the Republicans get their hands on it. The other part is this ominous bill. It's the same problem we've had now for a decade. They, they wait to the last second. They want to hide these appropriations where they go. They dump this thing on you at the last second. This is going to be a trillion to a trillion and a half to two trillion dollars of omnibus spending over and above. So remember these budgets, when they put these appropriations, these budgets forward, your government is spending, you know, five, five and a half trillion dollars every year. They now as a media thing kind of separated it because they say, Oh, well, we don't really need to talk about social security, Medicaid, and Medicare because they're just transfer payments and they're automatic by law. And, and that's roughly the tax revenues generally that come in. So they, they take that out and they just talk about the discretionary spending, but you're spending five and a half or you're spending five, five and a half trillion dollars. That, 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 that's what you're spending. The, um, this, this, this omnibus bill is going to be an orgy of malfeasance in there. We have to stop that. We have to say, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's push that into the other, uh, to the next year. So one of the reasons that leadership is fighting for this is they want to be saying, well, but that all happened when the Democrats ran it, but they don't want to take hard votes on this stuff. Remember, Steve Cortez has said the first bill that should come out should be an energy bill. Some people say it should be the appropriations. The uh, the Biden administration, to me, has to make a case for how they're going to get the country's finances organized uh, or let them shut down the government. People say, you can't say that. That's terrible. The voters going to hate it. Hey, at some point in time, and in 2023, you're going to see that at some point in time, you're going to have to have this confrontation. You heard Ed Dowd on the show last night. And Cortez, we're going to get Cortez back up, maybe not this morning, but this afternoon, tomorrow, get Philip Patrick, others. The, the, the economics and capital markets continue to deteriorate dramatically. The British, and remember, what happened in the UK to what's happened in the United States is kind of what I say is the equivalent is like bloody Kansas to the Civil War. It's a, it's a small thing that kind of shows you all the issues to the bigger thing that will happen later on. Today, in the United Kingdom, the new Tory government put forward a, a, a plan, and that plan was for uh, big, uh, I shouldn't say big, 
spending cuts, real spending cuts, coupled with, wait for it, tax increases. I'm not a person who wants to pay more taxes, but you can't live in a fantasy. Trust's government was turfed out within four weeks because they came forward with a plan that's kind of like these airy-fairy plans you hear about today. Huge tax cuts with no spending, no, no concomitant spending cuts. You're living in fantasy land. This is what, and but right now, what Ed Dowd says we have, we have right now because I think there's $300 trillion around the world. You have the consumer just came out the other day, $16.5 trillion. $16.5 trillion of consumer debt, $16.5 trillion. Bezos is sitting there on the day he lays off 10,000 people at Amazon saying people shouldn't buy cars, they shouldn't buy houses, they shouldn't buy big televisions, they should hunker down. This is Bezos, right? A billionaire who, you know, wants to give away all his money. He won't increase wages for the Amazon worker, won't pay him health care. But, hey, that's their problem, right? Because I'll replace you with a robot if you, if you don't like it. So my point is, and this gets back to the politics of the day and the two cents of politics is one, what is happening in the here and now, right now. On Capitol Hill. Um, and then what's happening in this presidential primary. And I think people are missing the plot point here. Number one, do you ever remember the name Scott Walker and Tim Pawlenty? Could Ron DeSantis remember t- Scott Walker in the beginning of the 16 campaign when it officially started in January, February and 15 in Iowa at the Sherman uh, Theater, I think it is, with the first big gaggle was pulled together of all the all the people that are really running. The person on fire, Dave Bossy put it on out there and at Citizens United. It's a magnificent day, all day. You had everybody there. You had Trump, you had Bush, you had, you had, uh, Rubio, you had Sarah Palin. I think Newt Gingrich showed up, but you had them all. Ted Cruz from the, from the, from the likely to the less likely. The person, who was the person that set the, uh, the, the thing on fire? And I was sitting there doing Breitbart radio and, and the mob scene around this person is like something I've never seen before because they had all the top correspondents in, in the, in the country there. Everybody's going to follow the Republican campaign. All the superstars and media were all there. It was a Saturday and, and MSNBC was live. CNN was live. Fox was live. It was huge. This was the big kind of kickoff event. I think it was the end of January of 2015. Who dominated that day? Who dominated news coverage? And when I say the media all sucked as people, the media didn't spend any time really with anybody else. Well, the person was not Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave gave an excellent speech, but he does not 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 buzzy, right? But it was Scott Walker. Scott Walker. You think there's a thing for DeSantis now? Scott, Scott, forget it. Back in fifteen, it was all Scott. Scott Walker, man, boom! It was everything. Everything. He was essentially done by the time Trump came down the escalator. He he went to New York. He did some things. People just weighed and measured him and said, I don't think this guy is a good man. He's a, he's a, done a terrific job as governor. He fought through that fiasco in Wisconsin with the unions, the public service unions. I used to have him on Breitbart Radio all the time. We would cover that nonstop. Andrew would go out there. This heroic fight when they took over the state capitol of, you remember that, they took over the state capitol in Wisconsin. Scott Walker. 15, Scott came off, boom, Scott Walker was the man. Scott Walker lasted to June. In June of that year when Trump came down the escalator, and then after a couple of debates, I think I think Walker dropped out before Iowa. Memory serves, but he was irrelevant by that time. Scott Walker. Remember Tim Pawlenty? Remember back in 12, Tim Pawlenty had his moment? I'm not saying that Youngkin's like Tim Pawlenty, but hey, Tim Pawlenty with a vest. And, but it's not 
this focus on DeSantis and Youngkin knows all this stuff is kind of like high school, middle school, people sitting there about who's sitting at the cool kids table. The issue is the money and the power, the money and the power. Trump's running, but what they hate is the pop. They hate this is uh, uh, Paul Tudor Jones. It is uh, the guy McNeil, I think, uh, from the uh, Weather Guard. It is um, um, uh, it's Schwartzman, right? It's Ken Griffin. It's these billionaires. The billionaires have decided. They, that's why the New York Post shows up every day. And it's like his night. They, they, the, the billionaires have decided. And the reason he's not worthy, he he's a populist and he's a nationalist. And they are not populist. They want to do the same. Remember, these are the guys that funded the Republican Party. These are the guys that funded, these are the guys that brought you January 20th of 2021 here in the war room. And everybody said, hey, everybody's leaving town. They had put all the money, they'd won all those elections. They had all their politicians. They had gotten all their policies, all their tax cuts, all the deregulation, made all their money, all the Federal Reserve juicing the system. And we lost the country. We lost the country. Look at all the woke policies. Look at ESG. Look at CRT. Do you think these guys are fighting any of that? Do you think they're funding UVA and all these universities that give the money and hanging out at their clubs and going to Wall Street and sitting on CNBC? Do you think they're opposed to any of that? They are not. They're, they are 100% about themselves. <clears throat> and Donald J. Trump, for all of his warts and all of his shortcomings and all of his failings, and they are legion. Okay, he's not in it for himself. Trust me, because he, he, he had a great life before this. He is in it for this country and he's in it for you. And don't ever forget that. I've seen it up close and personal. I've seen it in the moment when decisions have to get made. Trump is the leader of this movement. They hate this movement because it gives you a voice. Therefore, they hate Trump. And they must destroy Trump. That's what this primary is all going to come down to. That's the thing itself. That's the essence of it. Back in a moment. The war room. It's hard to grasp why anyone would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, and an open border. Likewise, why would anyone keep funding the left by sticking with the big carriers? Patriot Mobile is America's only and I repeat only, Christian conservative wireless provider. They want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to show you why I, Stephen K. Bannon, trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you get a third month free, plus free activation. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks and use the same towers as all three of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedom. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. If you're fed up with the woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that does. Make the switch today and get a free month of service plus free activation. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. 
the platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. The investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. At a time when Americans are suffering from high energy prices because of this administration's terrible energy policy, we find evidence that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were involved in a scheme to try to get China to buy liquefied natural gas and from a whistleblower to try to get their foot in the door we start with China starting to purchase an interest in natural gas drillers. Now, people are, are in outrage over China buying farmland in the Dakotas. What about China starting to buy into our American energy industry at a time when we have an energy crisis because of the bad policies of the Biden administration? Now, let that sink in. Is the FBI going to quit interfering with elections? 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before an election. Maybe it'd be nice if the FBI and the Justice Department just stayed out of it and let we the people decide who we think should represent us, who we think should lead us. That's supposed to be how America works. So this is the focus on the Judiciary Committee, the political nature at the Justice Department, and the linkage now to what was happening with the Hunter Biden story Again, just 15 days before we have a presidential election. Okay, welcome back. Um, how do I want to do this? A couple of things. Right there, firing off the football. I mean, fire breathers today in this press conference. And I think it took the Justice Department, the FBI, and the Biden White House back on their back foot. That was Comer, and uh, and they had charts. I mean, they've done a lot of prep for this. And, of course, the great Jim Jordan. Why did this happen with the intensity it happened with? Let me refer you back to Matt Rosenthal last night. The 31 votes against McCarthy. McCarthy, GOP takes the House with slim majority, right? This is McCarthy is listening to this audience. He understands, hey, you can't play by you know, the criticism of Matt Gates. We're going to have Matt back on and others that nothing's going to happen. The cartel rust vote, smart guys that the cartel is just going to operate. Everything's going to be performative. Uh, 
McCarthy is looking for your vote for speaker. That's why, that's one of the reasons that they came out breathing fire today. And hey, you know, uh, people are going to say it's performative, but I got to tell you, they put down some pretty big markers. Also this, the thing I've been doing the last couple of days. Remember this show, the reason we're banned from um, a lot of the social media platforms was the laptop from hell. And this thing's thing, I gave the interview with the uh, the new federal state TV yesterday to go through this entire situation for the podcast audience. I'm holding up the New York Times from um, of Joe Biden and she over there rubbing up on each other. And, you know, talking about his personal relationships, Biden's talking about his personal relationships, and they're just a competitor. No, they're, they're a stone-cold enemy. And if you looked at Comer, and I'm going to have Natalie on in the next hour. She monitored this. Natalie Winters is one of the experts in this nation. I mean, it, look, she's brilliant, but it, it doesn't. It, it, every time I look around, I got a 21-year-old graduate of the University of Chicago who, when she was a sophomore in the University of Chicago, was doing more in-depth investigative reporting than – the, uh, you know, the, forget the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, they're covering stuff up. But this is, this is a big deal. And the reason it's a big deal, and that's why I go back to the debt ceiling, I go back to the standard. In, in this, if we want to set this thing right, you have to, you have the appropriations bill, you have the spending, that's the anvil. And you have the investigations, that's the hammer. You know, I said we had a unique opportunity to destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution. That did not happen. They're still there. There's no doubt about that, right? And they're going to be funded and they're going to be, they, they have, they have perfected the ballot harvesting, uh, business, what I call the ballot, the ballot generation manufacturing and distribution business. But the Biden regime, I told you, if we win the House, we can end the Biden regime. The illegitimate Biden regime, I think that you're going to see the end of it. Definitely how they ran it before. But if this opening press uh, conference is anything, and that's just the opening love tap. And Comer, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. We'll have Natalie on, on here. For this audience, here's the power. For a lot of people in America, in particular, Democrats, what are they talking about? What do you mean liquefied natural gas? What do you mean deals? What do you mean Chinese Communist Party? What do the Bidens have to do with that? You are so far up the curve on this to know the details. But now we're going to see how it's going to be executed. So it's going to be... um it's going to be intense. I've got a lot to get to, particularly over the next couple of days. We're going to have a lot more talks like this, maybe fewer guests, a lot more talks, and maybe not rants where I'm yelling and screaming because we need to be focused on exactly what's happening. I want to make sure this audience has the framing for exactly what's going on so then that you can make your own judgments and other information comes in. It makes you um, have a deeper understanding of your own personal life, particularly your financial situation your economic situation, your uh, your local community, your nation, and clearly the world, because it's all, although we're nationalists in America first, we understand that the world is inextricably linked, capital markets, economies, and all that. We just are adamant that it's got to be America first. That's what Donald Trump is, America first. You think, you think these hedge fund billionaires that got their money in China and got their partnership with the CCP, got their money all over everywhere, flying to Davos all the time, and, and you know, Drinking champagne and hanging out with Klaus Schwab. Do you think that they're America first? How many of their sons and daughters serve in these foreign battlefields? Trust me, not many. Okay, short commercial break. Back in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you 
I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 